Oh, hello there. Tis I, the Beatles. You might know me from hits such as Band on the Run, Imagine, My Sweet Lord, and that song about an octopus-coloured submarine. I just wanted to let you know that when I'm not spending half of my time being dead, I'm spending my time listening to the Improv London podcast. If you found the in-depth character analysis of movies such as Help! I'm Stuck in an Octopus's Garden and A Hard Day's Night at Michelle My Bells, you'll love Stuart Moses' conversation with some of London and Afar's most interesting improvisers. And remember, all you need is improv. Hey everybody, welcome back to Improv Town. As always, I am your host and ambassador, Clayton Mashad. As you might have noticed, I spent a lot of time thinking and talking about the different improv schools of thought and different scenes, and I always tend to think of the different schools of thought as being descended from uh, either, you know, the Chicago Del Close tradition or the Johnstonian school of thought, but I had no idea that there was this whole other improv tradition right in my backyard. In this episode, I talk with French-Canadian improviser Frédéric Barroussi about the Quebec-Montreal improv scene, where kids do improv in school, and there's a national improv league styled after hockey leagues with drafts and playoffs. If you enjoy this eye-opening conversation, please rate and review Improv Town wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, enjoy. We were recording yeah. at a, uh, on the streets of Providence. So what happened with your, so you, <laughs> you were coming in from, from Montreal. Yep. And uh, something happened with your... My partner, partner, yeah. Um, well, we were leaving uh, yesterday morning and he told me, yeah, you know, uh, it's probably nothing, but I was uh, arrested once in 2000, but I've been pardoned, so... But maybe we'll get stopped at customs, and so uh, and he he came back through uh, the customs a few times over the years. It's 18 years ago, and now uh, I don't know, but it it was two years ago. The something changed <laughs> two years ago, yeah. and uh, he he has to come with his uh, pardon papers oh. to get through. So. He got uh, refused access, and then, uh, well, he went back home, and I just came by myself. <laughs> so uh, that's why Will Luera played with me last night. He, we never met before. I, I knew him from someone else, and we chatted a few times, but uh, I said, do you want to play a format you never played before with somebody you never played before? And he said, yeah, sure great so we did it and it was great we had a lot of fun yeah i saw it, it was you great, saw it yeah it's great show. thanks so well yeah so let's just start with like some introduction okay introduction stuff so you so you do you do mostly french improv right? yeah yeah uh, i started uh well to put the background uh run french improv in canada uh there used to have improv in the 60s, 
like kind of hippie thing uh, where they were all together in front of thousands of people and uh, well thousands maybe a few hundred and uh, it was something where they did drugs and they, they, they were uh, there and acting together improvising in the 70s uh, a company called uh, Théâtre Experimental de Montréal Montreal Experimental Theater they were trying new stuff and they, they were asking themselves Why does everybody at hockey have fun and it's always full and in, in theaters uh, the fun is less present and uh, the, there's not as much as many people? Yes. So they say, ah, why not try a mix of our national sport with theater? And they created the National Improv League. So it's called the LNI. LNI. Uh, National Improv League in '78, and now uh, they did it four, four shows. They did four shows, and then it was packed all nights, and they played at at midnight, and they put on uh, uh, supplementaire, uh, put on more shows. They put 17 more, and it was all packed. And then they they did the second season. And over and over, and, and it went on TV. And when it started on TV, everybody started playing that format. And it's still on. After 40 years, I play with the Ligue Nationale des Pro, National Improv League, uh, since I've been playing since 2005. But that game I've been playing since 97 at school when I was, uh, I started high school. So it's kind of of in our uh, DNA, playing at school, improv in that format. What type of what type of format? That's the improv match. Well, it's based on hockey. You have a like of kind of a little hockey rink uh, that uh, maybe four meters by three meters, and you have two teams of. Uh, Well, now we play four against four, but uh, it used to be six against six, and me in schools sometimes it's eight or more. <laughs> and there's a coach, and there's a referee. The referee uh, brings out uh, there, there's a something. Well, how do you call this? A tumbling, uh, uh, rotating uh, yeah. thing with with titles in them. Yeah. He picks one. He says, "Okay, next improv will be mixed." So that's the two teams playing together, or comparative, that's the two teams uh, one at a time. So you play your scene and the nine play mine. And uh, so that's the nature of the improv, mix or comparative. Then he gives the title, then he gives a uh, category, like uh, it, can, it can be a freestyle or it can be singing, rhyming, wordless, and uh, in the style of uh, an author or a oh, yeah, uh, genre. Yeah, genre, yeah. And then there's the duration. Uh, it can go from 30 seconds to 20 minutes. And then there is uh, the how many players. So it can be unlimited or uh, one blue, one red, uh, or two blue, one red, or one man blue and one woman red. And So he picks them out and uh, tell, uh, tell it to the audience and the players. We have a huddle for 20 seconds. And then start to play. And after the scene, the audience uh, votes for the team that uh, they preferred. And then we get a point. And at the end of the match, 
one hour and a half later, with the team with the most points, win. Wins, yeah. That's about it. That's yeah. that's about it. So that is what is played mostly in Quebec and in France also, uh, and Belgium and Switzerland and uh, even Italy. Yeah, I have my uh, improv match, Italian improv match uh, shirt. So it's played in about 30 countries in seven languages. Uh, I think it's played uh, in South America. And uh, so it went really viral in the 80s. And now uh, something is strange because uh, we're, well, France and Europe is growing out of it, but we are, uh, it's difficult for us to grow out of it. I'm trying with my company to. I still play the game. I love it. I, I really, I do it uh, every week. And but I, with my company, we do more of a, a non-competitive based improv. Because right. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's about the picture of where I come from. And now, afterwards, uh, in uh, in 2000. I had a, a group called Saint Place with whom uh, we played and got rid of all the rules and just said it's the format without format. So we just play for an hour and a half or two th two hours, and we just go as we like and listen to each other and just be in the moment with the others and explore. And we did that for 15 years, and it opened our eyes to okay there's something else and now i know that there's an improv everywhere in the world but in quebec it's hard to see past the language barrier and the the fact that there's not only the match but there are also all kinds of things so you know that the herald is not well known in quebec so that's that's about it and uh so since 2000, I've been exploring elsewhere. I've been invited in Europe, and I I, I give workshop everywhere in the French-speaking language uh, world. Now, first time in the in the states. Uh, did, can you believe I gave a workshop in Italy, Italy before the United States? <laughs> That's kind of weird. And we don't really know improv from the rest of Canada. Yeah. yeah, we don't... Yeah, it is interesting, because, like, the story that you're telling is very similar to, like, the... The, the John's, John's yeah. Stone, like, right, like, yours is just a very hockey-specific yeah. version of theater sports that they do. They did at the same year. Sports. They invented it the same year. Yeah. yeah it, it, like, it, it, at approximately the same time, and they didn't know each other, and they, it just popped up, and... In right. the same country. Yeah, in, the same plot, yeah. too, of, like, why is it that the audience is so, yeah. like, enthusiastic at, at sports games? But. So, that's 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 our background. That's my... And now, uh, we're, we're... I'm exploring. I like to listen to podcasts and uh, know... I listen a lot of uh, American podcasts, and I hear about technical terms that we didn't explore because we were too young and just going instinctively so yeah. you have words for things that we do naturally 
Right. And yeah. it's really weird because I don't know if it's a good thing labeling uh, things yeah. or not. It, it's a good thing because you can identify something that you can work on, but you cannot grow out of it because it's it puts you in a in in a box like yeah like the, the rules yeah and yeah like that. yeah so it's it's kind of a we we should uh, explore both worlds and mix it up yeah it must be interesting like being from your own improv community and then like discovering a, a whole other you know like a whole other totally yeah because even there's even the two there's even pretty strong differences between the Johnstonian people and yeah. the Chicago Del Close. And they are also, I talked about it with Will Luera in our podcast, uh, that where, uh, who is the Spanish uh, Del Close or who is the Asian uh, Johnston or uh, in Quebec is Robert Gravel, who's the, the, the inventor of uh, what we're playing and so... We all <laughs> once in a while somebody says, once in a while somebody says, uh, well Robert wanted it that way, and but he's dead since 1996, so we're presuming that he wanted the game to be played in a certain way. The I heard you say uh, with uh, Joe Bill that uh, the fact that uh, the the Keith Johnston movement is still going because he's he's alive. Yeah. 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 Yeah, because it's easy, when someone's dead, it's easy to be like, well, I think they wanted us to do it yeah. this way, and I think they wanted us to do it this way. Okay, well, we're going to go start a school that does it this way, and then... Mm. But, yeah, if the person's still alive, they can be like... I want it that way. <laughs> yeah, nope, I meant this. <laughs> but how much, how much uh, guys and girls and uh, is there out there in other languages that do this stuff and uh, invented improv in their own language and uh, the the things that we don't know that exist right now. I know. Do you know some? Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, well, there was I was looking at this one. There was this book I wanted to get and it was in German. Oh, yeah. So I was like, oh, this is interesting. And it was all like the different schools of improv thought, too. So I was like, oh, what a wonder. What? Yeah, so what is... So tell me more about the, like the French-Canadian improv. Does, this well, I, I improv guess, scene in, uh, in Quebec? Yeah, or just like, cause I think everyone, most of, I think most of the people who listen probably know like the Chicago, yeah. like how, you know, the Del Close myth. Yeah. And then most of the people <laughs> probably know a decent amount of the Johnstonian mm -hmm. you know, story. So this, what is the what is the French Canadian improv story? Ah, uh, well, but I started the story with the the, the creation of uh, the improv match, and uh, now when it went on TV, I was allowed to uh, go to bed later to watch it on TV. So that's how big it was, you know. Everybody was watching in the 80s, and m most of the school have one or two teams playing against other schools. And uh, from high school to college, university, and then there are amateur leagues everywhere. In Montreal, there's at least four or five leagues a night. You can go see. Uh, you, you can choose. Huge, huge 
It's a huge thing. It's a huge... And in each town, you have... Well, in each big city in Quebec, you have an improv league where uh, sometimes people from the National League get called to play with... Uh, I go to, uh, I don't know, I go to Quebec City and play with the league and I go back to Gaspé and play with another league. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm like, uh, we're uh, the pros meeting with the amateurs and doing work workshops and uh, going back and forth. And there are a ton of leagues. And that's that's kind of the big thing. And then there are a few shows here and there that are not based on the match. In Montreal, there's the Montreal Improv. It's a place where they, they play in English, but they, they also play in French now. They, they opened up to the French community and uh, with Vinnie Francois and uh, I don't know if you know them, but Brian Walsh and uh, Mark Rowland and and uh, I'm forgetting names, but they, they opened up 10 years ago and now it's uh, it's a little place. It, it like... I like to say it's an island in an island. It's more, they have more uh, connection with the States, the United States, than, than with, uh, with, with the rest of Quebec. Yeah. So that's kind of bizarre, but, uh, we're, we're trying to bridge that gap right now. We're exchanging more. But the fact that the people in Quebec mostly think that we invented improv, And the only way to play is the improv match. That's that's kind of weird when you get out of of the French community. Yeah. 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 I mean, I can imagine because I mean that's like a whole improv scene and, and story that, that <laughs> like yeah that I mean I don't know like I I try to know a lot about yeah about the, improv even stuff that isn't necessarily like the stuff that I do. Well, you can watch it on YouTube if you want to. If you, you it's in French, but uh, there, there's a lot of new on YouTube in improv match. Eleni, uh, les grands duels. Uh, they they did a show ten years ago about about ten years ago. It's called les grands duels. It's one against one for an hour, and there, so you play a match uh, by yourself against another player, and uh, so well. That's the concept, but we know that we sh we have to play with the other one. To it, we say against, but truly yeah, you have yeah, to play yeah. with them. You have to, uh, but sometimes the the format is bigger than the scene, and you want you get swept by the the fact that oh, are you maybe you want to win that uh, improv or you something gets corrupted by the format the fact that it's competitive so sometimes you get swept by it and I don't really like but I I get caught in that thing once in a while but I try to grow out of it yeah yeah, yeah right so uh, well so then you were saying that there, you there isn't there isn't really so like the, the match thing is, is super popular like everyone yeah Yeah. It's huge. When we go in Europe, we go play the match. I I played in Paris in the in front of seven seven hundred people two nights in a row, and we were rock stars. You know, it, it, it's uh, and people in Morocco play the match, and they don't know why they're 
wearing a hockey jersey, but they do, and they they play the match, they play our rules, uh, and it's it's uh, yeah, it's it worked because it was accessible. You say, oh, you want to play a match? Go, let's go. Uh, assemble two teams and let's play. And th that was it. That was, and the the rules are simple, and you you get a. And you just play. You can play with uh, kids. You can play with. So well, we can say that about improv everywhere. But uh, the the fact that that uh, it was so accessible, it went viral. Yeah, I like, <laughs> it's like how you like talk about it because it does sound like sports, where it's like, you know, why are certain sports more popular? Mm. It's like soccer. Cause it's like you just need a ball. Yeah. And just like kick it that's around, it. That's versus, it. Versus like, you know, American football. Or something that requires but it's so interesting like think about improv as like in that same yeah sport but the fact that uh, uh, that it, it it's so effective as a format that we believe in it and I used to play like a, I, I used to play it like a sport I wanted to make my friends laugh and wanted to have points and have the the first star in the match because we get stars you know the best player has has a first star a second star a third star like in a hockey match okay. and uh, I wanted to win tournaments I want I won I won world tournaments of improv because of of that and you get really into it and you 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 play it like a sport and then you get tired of it because it's it's corrosive and you either stop or you continue doing the same stuff over and over again or you grow out of it and that's where i am right now i'm 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 reaching out yeah i, I know what you mean maybe the same thing could be said about the the, the american format because i was Talking with Will uh, Luera, and he said, uh, "I said, you know, why is the shows are always 25 minutes? That's that's, I don't know why it, it's it should be longer. It should be at least 50 minutes, or uh, we're used to pay an hour and a half. So that's and the show is is about two hours because there's an an announcer and uh, kinds of things like that. So we're used to play very long shows." Yeah, and we get here. Oh, 25 minutes, bing, 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 and it's done. We get to another uh, group, or it's over, and you say, oh, I, I just got into it." And maybe, maybe Americans could could grow out of uh, this the shorter format. You know, I think that I know that there are other stuff than short format, but uh, do you think that you are in, in prison in the this way um, to play? Or? Yeah. I mean, I think that it's... Well, so, so well, one thing is, so even in America, there's still, like, the theater sports or, like, maestro yeah. improv, and they'll do... Maestro like, is Keith Johnson, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, they're Keith Johnson yeah. one. So, like, I feel like the difference between those are, are like, it's an hour and a half show, uh. but everyone isn't, isn't on stage at the same time. Yeah. You know, like... Okay, we're gonna have one player from this team and one player from this team, and so like you might only be in, you know, yeah. in, in a quarter of the seats or something, and that's probably still the case 
in this in a, in a montage thing because you're not on the in the scene yeah. all the time, but you still like have the opportunity to be in the scene yeah. all the time. Okay. If that makes sense, because I've done both forms. Like I've done played theater sports and also played 15 minute sets. 15 minutes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a it's scene, a, no? Like, the... Right. It yeah. is. Yeah. But you still get like, so, but you you end up getting more freedom somehow, and yeah. like 15 minutes to do like anything that you want, as yeah. opposed to like waiting 15 minutes to go, to do what you want. Be you like, know? Or for to be like told what scene you're yeah. doing. Yeah. Like, okay, okay. Okay. Do a mother and daughter scene. At the, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, that's that's just two different ways of like. Mm. Two different ways of stage time that people want to get, I guess. But I think that the main problem with like why you see so many 25 minute shows and stuff is that I don't, that's not like what, I don't think that that's what people are aiming for. Or like, I don't think that that is like people's goals. I think everyone would like, like love to just be doing like a 45 minute set. But then there, I definitely agree with you that like people doing an hour and a half does seem like overwhelming to a lot of people. Yeah. But it's really because, because in America, like Chicago style improv, it's so like team based. Like yeah. you're on a team, you can't just throw anyone else into yeah. like an actual established team. So it's more like providing opportunities for the people who like aren't really good yet to experiment, be able to perform. Yeah. You know, so like maybe the show would be like you have the headliners and they get to perform for 45 minutes, and then okay. there's some newer team that gets to perform for 20 minutes. Okay. And then, like, hopefully, eventually, They'll... people on that team get good enough to get moved up to the Ooh. to the longer one. It's like uh, it's like in sports, <laughs> where, yeah. where you go in the minors and then you, you hope to get picked up by the major leagues. And uh... <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, that is one thing that the the competition that like both the Johnstonian and it seems like we were talking about have in common is I assume that like you can anyone can play the match right like or, yeah well uh, or does it get down to like there really are team teams well like, uh, usually each league have as is uh, how do you say a recruiting camp yeah. where they recruit so on a weekend everybody wants to be in that league go and uh, do the trials and uh, and then the league decides who they will keep and uh, in what in which team they will be on for this season and then the next season they start over so usually when you play in a league you you stay there a couple of years and you just uh just go on and uh but sometimes you you play in more than one league and uh yeah we we're used to play everywhere i used to play like I was in two leagues on Sunday night, so when I didn't play one place, I played at the other. I was in a league on Sunday, Monday night also. I was hosting a league Tuesday night, Wednesday I was coaching, Thursday I was playing, Friday I was referee. Uh, so it was all week long. That was about 20 years ago, but I used to play every day of the week. And are there are there like seasons? Yeah, yeah, like hockey season. And then there's... You play, and then uh, at the end of the season, there's the playoff, where you there's the semifinals and finals, and then there's the the season winner or whatever. Cool. So, so everyone's on the same the team, the 
like to be so like a regular sport. Yeah, like, yeah, you get uh, drafted by uh, a team and then you play. I got drafted by the National League in 2005, and I've been passed around the teams uh, each year. This year, I'm with the Greens. <laughs> but now I'm exploring new stuff. Well, not new stuff, but uh, elsewhere, non-competitive based, and also where I maybe I'm shying away from American-based improv. Well, we don't ask audience. Suggestions. suggestions we 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 try to do it more like a theater play where you come in and you'll watch the show you'll get i don't know you 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 get uh, you like it you don't like it but you you watch the show and then leave and if you think it's not improv well too bad for you but uh it's it's just let the audience be an audience and just watch a show like an audience will do at the movies you don't ask them anything at the movies you just put on a show and then that's where what we're trying now we're we're just doing stuff where we get uh our inspirations from from uh from ourselves from uh, music from uh depends on the format but we get things to influence our our reactions and then we just play and hoping that uh it gets it moves the audience that's where we're with with the production l'instable the unstable production my company that's where we're looking that's what we're looking for yeah yeah i like that not like the, the hugest fan of like getting the suggestion it can be fun we we should not never do it it's it's fun and it's it's but it it shouldn't be the go-to format it shouldn't be the the thing that you do improv ask a, a suggestion oh you you can do it or you can choose not to do it and try something else and then go back to it and uh, i think everything that exists you must play it once or try it try it a certain way and try it again maybe a few years later and and just go along with it and even though you, that's not my cup of tea but uh I'll try it anyways and have fun with it while I'm there and then go back to what fuels my creation and uh, the things that I that I like more yeah 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 I like <laughs> it so interesting to think of like that there's this whole other <laughs> Because I imagine even John Stone and Del Close, like, these two things are being kind of made in parallel, but yeah. they're, like, in some ways reactionary to each Mate, other. Yeah, yeah. But now they're, uh, Johnston and, uh, and the f French-Canadian improv is meeting in some kind of way in France, and, uh, because French people are opening up to other formats and really exploring... So they grew in our kind of format and they are exploring before us elsewhere. So and they're they're mostly Johnstonian in France. A lot of them. Yeah. Yeah, I would imagine. Both. Oh, that's a motorcycle. <laughs> did you Google my name? Why did you ask me to do the podcast? Uh, well, so I just, uh, friends with Tim Thibodeau. Okay. So I was just asking him, 
who's going to be there this year. Because I interviewed him a while ago. And then so, he, you said, who's that dude? Yeah, like, <laughs> French weirdo. Yeah, that's um, me. He <laughs> was like, well, uh, you seem really into talking about improv. Yeah, well, I do. Uh, I talk. Uh, well, I go with my podcast mostly in French, but uh, I go around and talk to people like you do, just to get a better feel of what's what's going on in their exploration. And I, I'm mostly my my questions are well, it's more of a discussion like like we do right now. But uh, I usually ask them, "What have you haven't you done?" until now that you would like to do or what is what don't you know <laughs> oh man uh what thing that doesn't exist or you don't know exists that you want to do because there are a lot of things that we don't know that exist and i know i want to do those this stuff so that's why I speak to people. I want to, ah, yeah, show me yours. Show me, show me what you do. Uh, okay, you do it that way. That's perfect. Oh, I get, I will get inspired by what you did and just bounce off of it and like in improv and in create something in, uh, in my city based on what I saw here in Providence or uh, somewhere else. So that's, that's what, What's your thing that you haven't done in improv that you want to do? Turning the tables. <laughs> um, well, there's no limits. It could be ah, I would like to play in space, or uh, no, absolutely no limits. Well, the thing I actually want to do is like a show where I guess it'd be kind of like equal parts music and, and improv. So you'd have like a band or a singer, songwriter, yeah, type person. We we and always play with a musician in Montreal. Yeah, a live musician. We have a it, it's it's like jumping off a plane with a guy that can, that can fly. Yeah, you, you know he's there for you and he's always and it's he's always on point and so uh, sorry keep on there. Yeah, but like rather than it being you know an accompanist, it would basically just be like they would play a song and then and that song would be used in the way that a monologue. <laughs> Or something would yeah. be used in a in an improv scene. You know, the band would play a song. Maybe the improvisers would ask them questions about about the song, and then they would do a do a scene based on on that song. And preferably, it would be like very sad songs. Yeah. And like funny funny scenes to try to. Ah, yeah, contrast. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I thought it would be a cool idea because it would get like the people who like the band and the people who like the. Yeah. I don't know. Come up with so many just ideas. Well, you got to do all it. All the time. You have to try them. That's, that's, yeah. Well, I, I ask myself, what's, what are the things that I didn't have to do, that I didn't do up till now and that I wanted to do? And I uh, wrote it down the list and I had uh, like, oh, I'd like to play with uh, 30, 40 people at the same time. And... The year after, I did it in Bordeaux in France, in France, and we were 37 on stage for one and a half hour, and it went really good. Wow! And uh, and then I said, "Wow, well, what did I? I would like to do a wordless show." So we did it about 15 times. I, I did it also in France, and I did it in Quebec. It's where 
there's not a word said in the show. We just go, uh, uh, we just act and do sounds and mime. But uh, it's not a mime show. It's just wordless. And I wanted to do uh, a show about songs, and we did it. Uh, every scene is a song. So just I'm just asking myself, yeah, what what do I want to do? And then I try it. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, festivals are like good places to see just all different stuff. Like they improvise comic books. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I want to ask you more about Quebecois improv scene, I guess. So. You want me to teach you how to swear in French Canadian? My girlfriend speaks French. Oh, yeah. I'll have her translate. I'll watch some of the. Okay. <laughs> well, we speak uh, yeah. French Canadian, so French. it's French. But uh, sometimes for people who who learn French in France with uh, most mostly European, they don't. It's like as if uh, American English was not very well known, and the British English was the most common English. Yeah. And then you listen to American English and you say, oh, okay, I do understand, but uh, it's it's kind of weird. So that's that's what we are for French, <laughs> European French. Yeah, so what I wanted to ask was yeah. like about, so like you said it's super ubiquitous, it's just like sports. So I almost want like, so I get my question is about whether there are like improv schools and like famous institutions. So like in America... And like the Chicago, you mm. know, like there's. It's starting. It, it's uh, because. Uh, uh, did you finish your question? Well, just that, like. <laughs> Sorry. You know, like we have like UCB, yeah. Improv, Improv Olympic, Second City, and there are, you know, these famous schools that the, you know, that the most famous improvisers came from. And then there's, you know, just certain theaters that mm. become uh, that become really famous, which is in part like because improv isn't so isn't such a popular thing you yeah kind of like need to go to these new york city chicago yeah. la to to learn them where so like do you have is it equipped like do people ever go in like paid classes to like yeah pay? well it's starting because uh well as i said earlier we start so young that we learn it when we're 12, 13, 14 years old and we get co we have a coach who tells us yeah play yeah. more of this play more of that and sometimes the coaches are not that good but they, they try they they try their, their best and when we get to our 20s or 22 we we just oh uh, I know how to play improv I don't need a coach and we just go play in leagues and we don't bother with yeah with learning but now, since uh, uh, about 10 years that National Improv League has got a school, uh, there's a guy in uh, Montreal uh, called Roberto Sierra who's, who founded this school. He's, he, he coached in all kinds of leagues and he, he played in everywhere. Uh, there's the Montreal Improv who gives out uh, uh, classes also. And my school, uh, I opened it three years ago and I have like two groups uh, a session uh, well 
a season. Well, in autumn I have two groups, and in winter I have another two groups, and I, I give classes when uh, it fits in my schedule, and that's about it. And oh, I, in Quebec there's also the club d'impro who uh, gives out uh, teachings, and it, it's starting little schools, but I, I want. <laughs> It's uh, I don't, don't want to sound cocky, but I think that what we offer in the production stab in unstable production, my company, is uh, more based on the philosophy of playing instead of just learning the rules and how to play or how to better respond. Each each uh, well, I didn't go through all the the schools, so I don't. I cannot talk for them. I don't know yeah. what they teach exactly, but I get people that go through all the schools, and uh, I do not teach uh, any format-based improv. I just teach the 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 the, the ground, uh, the, like the basics of playing in the moment with your partner. That's That's about it. Yeah, so yeah. That's that's the most important thing to you. Yeah. Well, well, we we listened to the, your podcast, me and my co-producer, uh, about the the and the Joe Bill said uh, there is uh, playing for the audience, playing for yourself, playing for your partner, for playing for the narrative, uh, uh, something like that. Yeah. And we we thought about it, and I I think we're mostly on the narrative. Because that's what we want. I would gladly let you rip my arms off if, no, not for real, but in the scene, if it serves the narrative. I would gladly stop, uh, go out of the scene if it doesn't need me. I would gladly come back if it needs me, even though I don't want to go in. I, if it needs me, I, I'll go in. I think that's what is the core of our teachings is just do what the scene needs and afterwards the well the scene needs you to acknowledge your partner the scene needs you to to react uh truthfully the scene needs you to have fun the scene needs you to have everything but what does the scene needs that's i think that's the core of the of what we're teaching And I always say, uh, I'll teach you what I think is improv and then go on your own way and decide what you take and what you leave and uh, do your own thing. And uh, I won't be bothered by uh, I would gladly share whatever you think about it. And uh, But that's what I teach. Yeah. Cool. Was this your first time teaching an English workshop? I... So taught? No, how do you say teach in the past tense? Uh, taught. Taught, yeah. I taught in English uh, a few times before, but it was always in front of a few French-speaking people, so it wasn't the same vibe. But that was my first time today in uh, in the United States doing a workshop in English, and it was really great, and it was bit of uh it was kind of special because uh, there's the language barrier but uh 
I think we got through it, and uh, yeah, you should ask them, not me, <laughs> if yeah. it went well. <laughs> True. Yeah, it went fantastic. Cool. There any other uh, specific things that you? Oh man, there's a lot of them, but uh. <laughs> Plug your podcast? Yeah, it's called uh, Pas d'impro, but, but it means no improv. Like, pas, no improv. Mais it's a play on word with podcast, pas d'impro. Pod. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, pas d'impro, there are, I, I think, th two or three podcasts in English in all the. The, yeah, love all, the episodes. all of the episodes. I got about uh, tw 28 episodes or th something like that. And uh, but uh, yeah, well, if you speak French, go listen to it. But uh, if not, well, you you can try. <laughs> yeah. Well, awesome. Right, thanks so much. I want to thank all the people who speak French in your podcast. So, all the people who hear this at this moment, I salute. Et euh, Clayton Michaud, c'est un bon gars.